It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live.
Glory to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. We just bless God for the opportunity, amen, to come together once again for this uh, broadcast for God's Church International. Amen, amen, amen. This is the time for fresh manna, and we're believing God for just that, fresh manna to our spirits, fresh manna for our hearts, fresh manna. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I could use some fresh manna on today. Amen. Glory to God. It's great to be in the presence of the Lord. And I thank uh, Brother Todd Delaney for that wonderful rendition of uh, the anthem. Hallelujah. It is truly something that enlightens my spirit and gives me uh, a stirring, amen, to be able to go forth and thus saith the Lord as the Lord has said. Amen. And we it's good to be reminded from time to time about who God is and, and who he is to us. It's great to be able to sing a song, amen, and hear what does saith the Lord. And so 
I'm excited, and I pray that you are, for this opportunity for Fresh Manna and for us to be able to come together once again on another Sunday afternoon, amen, as we hear from the word of the Lord at the beginning. I had a little bit of technical difficulty, but praise be to God. We got it all worked out, and I believe everything is going to be all right. So before we continue on, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer, and then we will come back, hallelujah, uh, with our uh, uh, sermonic theme and go forth as thus saith the Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just bless you, Father God. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. God, we thank you, God, that this is your time and this is your season. And, God, we just thank you, Father God, that you are with us and that you are blessing us. And, and God, I just thank you, hallelujah, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you have made yourself uh, known to us, God. And I thank you and I praise you, God, that we can call on you and you are one and only true and living God. And, God, I ask that you would preach this word on today, God, that you would feed the people what you would have them to be fed. And, God, as we go forth, God, we thank you and we praise you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we're going to be coming from First uh, Chronicles four, verses nine through ten. First Chronicles four, verses nine through ten, and I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, and it reads this way: Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, "Because I bore him in pain." And, be, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I might not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Hallelujah. Well, this month for God's Church International, the theme has been God's not dead. And I thought this would be a great encouraging word. God led me back to this particular um, theme and this particular uh, verse so that we can be reminded, hallelujah, that even though our beginnings may start out a little humble and maybe not even in the best light, that God could come in, amen, and bless even what the enemy meant for evil. And I think a lot of us need to be reminded of that, that we serve a one and only true and living God. Let me say it again, the one and only true and living God, a God who is alive and well, who is looking out for your needs, looking out for your care, looking out for you. Our job as believers is to get so deep in him and have such an intimate relationship, hallelujah, that we're not concerned about this flesh, but that we are building up our spirit, man, each and every day, hallelujah. And I believe what God did in Jabez's life is that he removed the temporal things that didn't matter, and he showed him that God, that he is a miraculous God, a God who deals in supernatural things, amen. And some of us need to move from our natural to our supernatural because God is trying to do some things in our lives and trying to do some things through us, and we keep getting in the way because we're so caught up in the way church is supposed to go. We're so caught up in what a Christian is supposed to look like. We're so caught up in the things that man has told us is right and righteous. And we're not going to the source. We're not believing God for who he says that he is. We're not receiving God for what he is releasing in our lives. We're not doing the things that we should do. And I say we because I'm talking about myself. I'm telling you what God has established for each one of us is more 
than we could ever imagine. And a lot of times all it takes is us praying a humble, heartfelt prayer and not trying to keep picking things up ourselves and doing things in our own strength. God wants to show himself strong and he wants to show himself mighty in our lives, but we keep getting in the way. And, you know, one thing I know about Abba Father is that he's not going to compete with you. He's not a God that wants to compete with you. He is a God that wants to use you. He wants to be your God. He wants to be the love of your life. He wants to love you back to life. He wants to minister to you every day. He wants to walk with you and talk with you and call you his own. He wants you to walk, hallelujah, out into the deep. He wants you to call to him so he can call back to you. He wants to draw you to draw out of him so you, he can draw out of you. He wants to be your God that loves you and has has some account, has has some some uh, 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 intimacy with you each and every day. Not just a God that you keep putting on the shelf when you need things. I'm talking about having a real relationship. This thing that we're doing, living this life. Hallelujah. We must do it as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. And one of the first things that Jabez understood was that he said, God, bless me indeed. Lord, I need you. I need you. I need you to bless me indeed. You know, as I've already stated, you look at First Chronicles, hallelujah, and uh, it's a whole long list of genealogies, a whole lot of lists, a lot of names names you can't pronounce, and it begins with Adam, and it comes all the way down the line, and so on and so on, and and you get bored until you begin to reach. I'm going to tell you, you get bored. Don't don't tell a lie now. You you get bored until you can reach Jabez, because then there's a little story that's written in there. You see, it's an unlikely character that's in, sitting in there. He doesn't become an anonymous person. He has actually some personality. It was very interesting to me that what Jay, what he's remembered for is not some big outstanding task. He didn't take down the enemy. He didn't overthrow a kingdom. But what he's remembered for is a prayer. He did not win a battle. He didn't cause the walls of Jericho to fall down. He didn't walk on water or erect a great building. He simply prayed a prayer. But out of all the people in this long list of characters, he's lifted out because of the prayer that he prayed. We can put a pin in that right there because some of you don't pray. Some of you ain't praying unless you're in trouble. And I'm telling you, it's obvious that David's had a relationship with God because he didn't have to go seeking for where he could find God. He just began to pray this prayer. We have to understand that Jabez, hallelujah, his name means pain, and his mother delivered him in great pain, and she never, ever let him forget it. She named him pain so that he would always remember what he had done to his poor old mother. What a pain. Has anyone ever said that to you? It's just said that the person we are looking at in the scripture, that he was called a pain. He was picked on. He was, he was ridiculed. I had a relative who was like Jabez's mother because she repeated the story of how much pain her child had caused her at birth. And she always liked to tell the old, old story when there were several people around. Other parents do something similar by rehearsing all the disappointment that they have felt with their children and the pain it has caused them. You might say Jabez came from a dysfunctional family with a controlling mother who was an expert at exacting guilt from her children. 
But in spite of all that, he overcame the obstacle created by his upbringing. The Bible says that he was an honorable man, more honorable than the rest of his family. Why was that? Because he prayed. <laughs> Did you hear that? You can get honor because you pray. You can get honor because you're in connection with God. You can get honor because you have a relationship with God. Why is it, what is it so unusual about his prayer? And why have preachers been talking about it for centuries? Over the over this right here, I just need you to understand that the prayer was broken into four parts. He prayed that God would bless him. He prayed that God would enlarge his territory or his borders. He prayed that God's hand would be upon him. And then he prayed that God would keep him from evil. The first part today, hallelujah, we're going to talk about is that Jabez prayed for God to bless him. He sought God's blessing on his life. When we look at Deuteronomy 7, 13, it says, He will love you, bless you, and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, your grain and your wine and your oil, the increase of your herd and the young of your flock in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. You see, Jabez, hallelujah, was not worried about being selfish. He wanted God's best, and he believed that God wanted it for him. He remembered his ancestor Abraham, and when the Lord said to him, I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, Genesis 12, 2. Jabez sought the blessing of God that he might be a blessing to the world. The Bible tells us that our whole reason for existence is to be a blessing to God and a blessing to the world. That's it. You are not here for you. The world does not revolve around you. Your whole purpose for existence is to be a blessing to the world. Do you know how blessing is defined? It means approval, to be favored by God, something promoting or contributing to happiness, well-being, or prosperity. Secondly, there's nothing wrong with praying for God to bless you. If it is for the purpose of being a blessing, we shouldn't just be praying nilly-willy prayers or prayers of pride or prayers of trying to outdo or one-up somebody else. Hallelujah. It's not wrong to pray for wealth if you're wanting to bless people with your material blessings. If you want to have more so that you can give more, then it's an acceptable prayer. But, again, if you want to outdo somebody, you want to show somebody up, you want to drive the bigger car, live in the bigger mansion, it's not of God. God does not want us to pray necessarily for material prosperity to outshine somebody else, but he wants us to pray for wisdom, and he wants us to pray for ways in which we can bless his people, that we can draw in his people, that we can bring in the sheep. The Bible tells us in James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But if you just want more wealth in order to spend it on yourself, your prayer will not be answered. If you want wisdom so you can feel smarter than other people, your prayer will not be answered. If you want success or want to be a leader so that you can lord it over others or control others, your prayer will not be answered. But if you want to serve others with more talents and resources, then pray for those things in order that your life may be a blessing. I'm sure uh, Jabez also remembered his ancestor Jacob, who wrestled with God. When God told him to release him, Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. 
Genesis 32, 26. And from that point on, Jacob entered the promised land and prospered so that his descendants blessed the whole world with unbelievable spiritual blessings. Through Jacob and his offspring, God's Messiah came into the world. God wants to bless us, people of God. But we have to want the blessing. We need to wrestle with God and not let go until he blesses us. The, promise, the problem is that apathy, sluggishness, slothfulness, doubt, fear, even the, the spirit that desensitizes us, Belial, has so gripped the church that we don't seek God's blessing. We have so much already. Our plates are so full. Besides, we are too busy to be blessed with anything else. Blessing means responsibility. Serving God by serving people takes time. It takes anguish. It takes blood, sweat, and tears. It takes sacrifice. If God gives me more, I have to do more. And I just want to relax. I just want to chill. I just want to have some peace of mind. I don't need anything else or anyone else to worry about. Oh, this is the what the church's mindset seemingly is like these days. In your own church, you may have heard teaching and preaching regarding blessings. You may have studied it in Sunday school. You may have heard it taught over on our Freedom Hour study or our Fresh Manor broadcast. But all of this does no good unless you are using what you have learned. If it is not creating a new passion within you to know God better and serve him more effectually, then it's not done to its work. It's not in its work. If you are not closer to God this year than you were at the beginning of last year, then somehow you have missed the blessing. You need to pray that God will bless you and bring a new fire in your soul, a new passion for God, a new zeal for serving him, a new desire, hallelujah, to have you so your life can bless the world. James 1 and 12 says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. The second part that Jabez prayed was to enlarge his border, to enlarge his territory. We find that Jabez, hallelujah, um, we, it, had a sign that, that he was growing as a Christian. Hallelujah. And one of the surest signs of us growing as a Christian is when we ask God and when we have a desire for God to use our lives. The thing that grieves me more about current culture is our preoccupation with ourselves. It's all about us. We want more, and then we want it faster. We want it better, and we want it cheaper. And our motives are not right. Our lives become shallow and self-centered when we're worried about how we look, what we have, and what we might get more of. So many people, hallelujah, never have a purpose larger than themselves. This is why Jabez prayed the second part of this prayer. Jabez prayed that God would enlarge his borders. Jabez was from the tribe of Judah, which was the ruling class among the Hebrews. To increase his territory meant that his people would have more area to live in, that he would have more people to serve as a leader. You see, he wasn't thinking of himself. He was thinking about the welfare of others. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? A good leader is a servant of other people. Jabez wanted to be used by God more than anything else. Is this your prayer? Is this your desire? Hallelujah. Is there a longing or burning a passion inside of you to be used of God no matter what it takes? Are you living only for yourself at this time? Or are you waiting and wanting God to use your life for this world? 
Do you want to be blessed by God to be a blessing? Hallelujah. Then pray for God to enlarge your borders, enlarge your life, enlarge your sphere of influence. Ask him for something so big that you cannot possibly do it yourself. Ask him to enlarge your territory. Ask him to enlarge your, your influence. Ask him to, to, hallelujah, have you be able to touch those that nobody else wants to touch. Surely there's more to life than just trying to make yourself happy. One of the things I'm praying about for my, my children, hallelujah, is that God would give them spiritual gifts in order that they might be used of him in this world. I'm praying that they would have a passion for serving God, that he would give them the necessary tools to serve him. I'm also praying that prayer for you, my brothers and my sisters. I do not want you as believers, hallelujah, to be like a country club when you come up in church with a steeple on top. I want us all to be God's people, being used by him in a world that needs him desperately. Hallelujah. God spoke through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 54 to enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. You see, God wants you to see beyond the circumstances. He wants to enlarge your life if you will join him by praying and believing for his blessing. The third thing to consider that Jabez prayed is for God's hand to be upon him. Oh, yes, this is very important. Jabez knew that what he was praying for was bigger than he could accomplish by himself. He was praying for something so big that only the hand of God on his life could accomplish it. What would you pray if you knew that you could not fail? Hallelujah, glory to the Lamb of God. What would you pray if you knew that you could not fail? What is God speaking to you about what you have been ignoring? What have you dreamed about? What have you hoped for? What have you wished for? What have you, hallelujah, presupposed but dismissed because you thought it was an impossible dream? Begin to pray, my brothers and my sisters, for the hand of God to be upon your life so that you can accomplish something great for him, great for the master, great for God Almighty, something that will last and forever stand, something that will impact the master, something, hallelujah, that will be a lasting change, God, that they will never forget. Hopefully, it will be something so great that when it comes to you and when it comes to pass, everyone else and you yourself will have to say, this had to be the hand of God because there is no way I could have done this by myself. Part four of Jabez's prayer says, keep from evil. But the final part, as I said, this I believe this one is most important. We need to consider the fourth part of this prayer because Jabez prayed that God would keep him from evil. One translation misses the point. I believe when it says, keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. The New King James puts it like this, keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. It is actually a play on words. His name meant pain. He had caused pain, but he did not want to cause any more pain. He wanted his life to be a blessing. He wanted to be protected from the harm of evil, but he also wanted to be kept from sinning because he knew that sin causes pain. It brings pain into the world. It, it perpetuates pain. It causes pain to, to have a ripple effect. It, it brings pain into the life of the one who commits it, and it brings pain into the lives of those whom the sin was committed against. But most of all, sin causes God pain. 
Do you remember what the world was like just prior to the flood in Noah's day? The Bible said the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that very inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. Then it says the Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. That's in Genesis 6, 5 through 6. Sin, my brothers and my sisters, brings pain to the heart of God. If you don't believe that, you need to take another look at the cross. We miss the pain of God in our Protestant churches. You see, Jesus is missing from the cross, and we have our crosses made of polished brass, so they sparkle in the light. We wear the cross as jewelry, for the cross was an incident of torture. Sin caused God real pain. Even in Christianity, he's often pictured on the cross, and his body is clean, and his head is lifted toward heaven with a sublime look on his face of peace. But the real crucifixion was much deeper and much different. He was naked in the flesh on his back, but his chest was shredded by Roman whips. His body was filthy from the cell where he was kept. There were deep bruises from the beating. The painful cross, crown of thorns, caused rivers of blood from his head to stream down his body. But all of that was nothing compared to the moment God poured out upon him from the sin of the whole world and separated himself from his son. Sin causes pain, people of God. David said, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Psalm uh, 119.11, Jesus taught us to pray the prayer of Jabez when he prayed. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Matthew 6.13, and if you think you can get by with sin without there, there being any type of pain in your own personal life, my brother and my sister, you are a liar. You are mistaken. You have been tricked by the enemy. It will be like a cancer eating its way through your life. It will strip you of God's blessing and destroy your effectiveness. It will destroy your testament and your testimony to you being a Christ follower. It will tear apart your relationships and leave you all alone. It will leave you beaten and it will leave you alienated from God. Pray that you will be kept from evil and from the pain it inflicts. Because if you do, you will experience the blessing of God and feel his hand upon your life. God is in the blessing business. For he says to you today, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the water, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. Glory to God. I want to encourage each one of you, take hold of the promises of God and do something great for him. Purpose your life to be great in God. Not for your own aggrandizement, not for a wonderful pat on the back, not for those to accept you, hallelujah, not for you to be loved by the masses, hallelujah, but for you to do the work of the master, for you to bring glory to his name, hallelujah, for you to shine, hallelujah, so he can get all of the glory, hallelujah, I'm telling you. 
God, hallelujah, is not dead. He can grant every request that you have. When you ask, when you talk to our brother Jabez, you realize that he wasn't asking amiss. He asked the God that he knew could grant his request. He didn't go to Buddha. He didn't go to Muhammad. Hallelujah. He didn't pray to the sun or to the earth God. But he prayed to the one and only true and living God, the one who created all creation, the one who created man and woman, the one who created the sanctity of marriage, the one who created family, the one who created the moon and the stars, the sun, the the waves, the one who created every beast and every creeping thing, the one, the one who is creative, hallelujah, but also had a sense of humor, amen, towards us. I'm telling you, go ahead and ask him for the moon because he will give you the sun and the stars as well. Hallelujah, glory to the Lamb of God. And maybe one on this call tonight that maybe you don't know him in the pardon of your sins. Maybe you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and said, maybe you don't even know God as a God that is alive and well. Well, this is your opportunity. Will you repeat this prayer after me to receive him as your Lord and Savior? You don't want to go another day outside of his love. You don't want to go another day without him directing your path and leading you and guiding you into all truth. You don't want to go another day with all the trials and issues that are going on in this world Time is winding up. You want to make sure that you've got the reassurance and the assurance as well as the insurance, amen, that you'll be able to get beyond this earthly realm and go to a place known as eternity, as heaven with God Almighty. Will you pray with me today? Father God, I'm a sinner. Watch me. Make me clean. I turn away from all my sin. Father, I release it unto you. Take a seat in my soul. Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. Dwell and rest upon me. I want to live my life for you, God, and I want to bring glory to your name in everything that I do. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. If you prayed that prayer, amen, we'd love to hear from you. Hallelujah. It's nothing better than you linking with others who are like-minded believers for strength, for encouragement, hallelujah, and for some insight. Some of our testimonies would blow you away. I know we might sound like we have it all together when we're on these broadcasts, but where God has brought us from is some, is some amazing testimony and some amazing testament to who God is. And we're excited. We want to link with you. Can you please write the ministry at info, I-N-F-O, at GodsChurchInternational.org. If you can't remember all of that, then go to our eChurch website, which is GodsChurchInternational.com or GodsChurchInternational.org, and take a look. There's a contact us page. We want to hear from you. We have some powerful resources that we would like to put in your hands. Hallelujah. That will keep you encouraged as you begin your Christian walk. Even for those of you that repeated the prayer, maybe you've fallen away, hallelujah, from God, and now you've renewed your commitment and your vow to him. We also want to put some resources in your hand. It's great for you to begin reading the word of God. The dollar stores nowadays have holy Bibles. We'd love for you to get one, but if you can't manage to do that, we would like to send you a Bible. 
And we want you to begin reading in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, so you can begin to read what happened in the beginning. Hallelujah. And allow God's word to be hidden in your heart so that you may not sin against him. Hallelujah. Until next week at the same time, we love you with the love of Jesus Christ. And again, I'm Pastor Adrian Rump, and this was our Fresh Manor broadcast for God's Church International. I thank you for joining me for this sermonic theme on today, and I pray that God will continue to bless you, continue to lead you, continue to guide you, continue to love on you, continue to strengthen you, continue to rest upon you, and give you the desires of your heart, as well as you beginning to desire what his heart has for you. We love you so very much. And in parting, we want you to understand this and receive this. It's not about you. It's not about me. But it's all about him. Until next week at the same time, we love you. And good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.